You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. What Were You Thinking is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADTHINK, S-A-D-T-H-I-N-K, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, and the forthcoming The Funnel of Happiness, which I'm finishing up right now, and uh, maybe it'll be out by Christmas of of next year, 2011, because it seems to take a long time. Anyway, I'm here with my wife, Linda. Hello. And uh, here we are with another podcast, What Were You Thinking? I tried to do... A couple of phone interviews, or at least I tried doing one in between the uh, last podcast that I posted, but I'm having troubles with my telephone interface. I think one problem is that it's been six months, uh, about six months since I've done a podcast, and this uh, interface is quite touchy, and uh, it's not intuitive to use at all, and so I'm having trouble remembering just how I have to set everything for it to work without a lot of buzzing, so... um, so, Linda, we're going to try and do this in the bird room. And have you noticed that just since I started talking, how much the noise level has mm-hmm. risen in here? They like to be noisy when we're noisy. Yeah, so um, we may have to um, move to the other room again. We'll, we'll see if it... But we usually, we usually show stand in the air. Here. Yeah. Usually well, okay. Yeah, last time it got pretty bad, though. Um, this is our Halloween show. And um, it's a Halloween show because we have... fall show. Well, I'm going to call it a Halloween show, though, because we have a spooky story that we're going to get to a little later, and I think that makes it a Halloween show. That's true. I have a couple things I want to mention, and then uh, I will uh, let Linda talk for a while. A couple things I want to mention is to please um, check out my website, and it's just bobtart.com, B-O-B-T-A-R-T-E.com. For information on uh, the two books I currently have out and also pictures of our animals. And uh, also look for me on Facebook. And on Facebook I um, publish uh, or I uh, post some photos and people seem to like them. Usually nature photos are just odd things that we see. And also if you want to be a guest on What Were You Thinking, that's assuming that I can figure out how to get that phone interface working again, just email me at bob at PetLifeRadio.com. And one of our birds just uh, threw some uh, little wind chimes on on the floor. floor. So uh, we're not going to mention who because we don't want to point any fingers. Let's start out before um, I kind of turn it over to you. Let's talk about the uh, brief flurry of... uh, Now that's not a bird, that's a clock. That's the clock. 
So we'll let the clock uh, interrupt us for a moment. Is that the robin? Well, it says it's the robin, but we're off. It's it's not really the robin, so um, I'm not sure what that's supposed Some to be. Some happy sounding bird. Yeah. So anyway, we had a uh, brief uh, thrill thinking that the movie of Enslaved by Ducks was moving forward. A friend of mine uh, who was on the show, did we talk about this before? Now it's starting to seem familiar. The movie? Yeah. I just can't remember. I can't remember either. We haven't listened to the last podcast. No, we haven't yet, even so listened to I'm our last sure. podcast. But um, we're for repeating this, sorry. Yeah, we're for repeating it. We'll uh, just uh, mention briefly that um, a listener told us that uh, there was information on the Four Boys Films website saying that the Enslaved by Ducks movie was moving forward and that they had chosen. Tony Shalhoub from Monk to play me, Nia Vardalos from My Big Fat Greek Wedding to play Linda, and that Tom Hanks was going to co-direct. And we were all excited about that because it looked like the movie was going to finally happen. Yeah, but then uh, I emailed the uh, producer, David Hunt, and he emailed me back and said, no, no. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah, what happened was that... Um, Tony Shalhoub had to pull out of the project for some reason, and so because of that, the uh, financing collapsed. Because you have to really have a what they call a bundle, I think that's what they call it. You need a script and a star, or a script and a director. And so now they're starting all over again with um, somebody else reading uh, the script and seeing if they want to you know, star in it. Back so, to square one. Yeah, back to square one. So, um, okay, Linda, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about? Yeah, um, every year now, practically every year for several years in a row, as long as I can remember, something always happens with our duck pen that makes it collapse in the wintertime. Maybe not every winter, but quite often in the winter, uh, part or all of it or most of it will collapse from the snow. So we're trying to figure out some way to make it not collapse like that. So we've been trying to find somebody to reinforce it, build it up, make it better. Well, I, we finally thought of somebody to do that, and they came this recently, and uh, what was that, months and, it was just before we went, we went on our trip. And the idea was to get it done before we went on our trip so we wouldn't have to worry about it getting done. So anyway, they came, they um, had some guys out there working on reinforcing it, digging deep holes in the ground to put these, uh, what do you call those wooden Support pieces? posts. Support posts in there. And when I first walked out there and saw them working, here they are with this huge boulder standing, sitting beside them. I said, did you dig that out of the ground, out of that hole? Yes, they did. Well, that's the condition of where we live. Any place you could stand in our yard, you could dig up boulders. There was rocks and sometimes boulders. So I felt so sorry for them. But at any rate, uh, when they got done, which we did not think they were going to get done by the time we went on our trip, because there was one whole week where they didn't work on it at all that was close to the time of our trip. So I had been wringing my hands, very upset it wasn't going to get done. But lo and behold, the week before the week that we are going on our trip, they got right busy and they finished the whole thing. It looks absolutely beautiful. It looks almost like a greenhouse frame, like a high ceiling greenhouse frame. And it had been quite low before. In fact, didn't you have to lean down a little bit to get in some of the doors? What the problem is that um, 
we have a duck pen attached right to the back of the barn. It's a duck and hen With pen. With netting over the top. Yeah, it's got a top, a, a roof made just of poultry netting. And um, what happens... It's a real heavy-duty netting, though. It's heavy-duty netting, but what happens in the winter, there's two things that happen. First of all, if you have a wet snow, it doesn't go through the netting. It just sits on top of it, Caves it and down. pushes it in. And that puts a great weight on the support post, too. Um, the other thing that's a problem, and that's what I think collapsed it this past year. I don't think it was the snow. I think it was, wasn't it ice blocks falling from the roof? No. This year it was heavy wood, snow. real heavy, like six to eight inch snow that was really wet. And it caved it to within two, oh gosh, a foot or two of the ground. It was just bowed right down practically to the ground. Right. And, and, and then it, it destroyed those posts. Yeah, the previous year we had uh, had our handyman Gary rebuild one side of the pen. And what Gary did was um, instead of using wooden posts, he used pipe, metal pipe. But it was threaded metal pipe and there was so much weight on top of the duck pen that it actually pulled the threads right out. In other words, it just uh, it, it just yanked it straight out. And so um, what uh, Scott did this time, and this is a big pen. Um, I was looking on Good a size. description of our barn and um, on a, looking at a diagram of our property. And did you know our barn is um, 40 feet wide? No. Yeah, and so of course the pen isn't the entire width of the barn because there's that door on one side. It's but divided still. into two parts, and then there's a back porch to it that's right. added. Right. No, but I'm talking about just the width of it. It doesn't go the full width of the barn because we go in the one door um, to go into the barn that is right. not part. It's so probably it's probably 10 30 feet, feet. Might be 30. So it's probably 30 feet wide. And it's at least that much deep, wouldn't you say? Maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. So this is a big pen, and we did not have enough internal support. So Scott and his crew dug two by sixes all along two by, there. Four by sixes. Is that what they're called? Yeah, those are those are big and big, so sturdy pieces of wood. And so what and he's hoping is that this will just keep the um, top from sagging because there's so Got many supports. Support. And it'll also help the integrity of the whole pen. It looks really good. It does. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I can't I can turn it into a greenhouse someday if I wanted to. It's, it just looks great. Yep. So I'm still a little worried on that, about that one side with the uh, metal posts on it. We might have to put some more brace work along there. Yeah, fine. But overall, it looks wonderful. It's a... It's a pleasure. It's just, uh, I don't know about you guys, but anytime you get something new around the house, it makes you feel great. I love looking at it. So that was that was a really fun thing for me, getting that in there. Yeah, I couldn't believe, though, the, um, of course, when you have contractors working on things, um, and they tell you it's a, a job we can do in two days, it doesn't mean that, they're necessarily... The code word for that is two weeks. Yeah, because it may mean we can do it in two days, but it doesn't mean we're going to do it in because two in days. Because in Michigan, the weather goes bad every third or fourth day, and then you're, there's your weekends, and then there's the days they got other things to do. So we were stuck okay, never with count on that. one half of the pen we had to close off because there were these huge holes in it for the support posts. Yeah, so the poor ducks and chickens had to stay in this little pen on the side. It wasn't that little. No, it's not that little. Plus, they, yeah, they, they can go right inside right. to the they barn. They can go in the barn, barn, but I still felt a little sorry for it. Yeah. They acted okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so now instead of having to duck when I go in there, um, I can walk and have this uh, netting far over my head. And it really looks great. Yeah, it's high. 
Yeah, I really thought the ducks and chickens were going to be so unhappy, but after the first day, I thought I decided they looked all right. They were happy enough. Now, speaking of ducks and chickens, I don't think we've given much of an update. Last year, we got a couple of Columbia Rock Bantam chickens. We were at the Ionia Free Fair. Is that where we got yes. them? Yes. And we got these cute little black and white um, chickens, and we named them um, Julia and Julius. Those are the names Bob thought up. And um, we never had a rooster before. We briefly had a rooster named Teddy, and he was a barred rock rooster. You remember very Teddy? Very bad idea. Yes. Uh, Teddy was not a pleasant We occupant. didn't raise him. He was just came to us. Well, the woman who gave Teddy to us said that um, he never gave her any trouble at all. And that's because he was saving up the trouble for us. <laughs> I would go into the barn and Teddy would be just kind of lurking. And then before I knew it, he would be flying at me, trying to stab me with his spurs. And um, you take your life in your hands. Yeah. Not, leaning down to put feet, he'd fly at your face. Yeah. And I had a little Very dangerous plastic bird. pitcher that we would um, use for transferring food with. And I had to bop Teddy in the head with it a couple times. Yeah, just to keep him away. Yeah, it didn't hurt him at all. It did made. He was okay to his girls. He had this little flock of females. He was nice to them. So since then, we found someone who would take him, and not someone who would take him and eat him. No. either. someone who no, would take him. No, they were nice to him. So um, Teddy found another home, and so did the uh, zombie hens that came with him. Yeah. And um, those are uh, there's a story of Teddy and the zombie hens that'll be in my new book, The Funnel of Happiness. So. Yeah. So anyway... We've never had another rooster since then until Julius. Right. And so now we have Julius and... Um, Julius and Julia. Yep. You want to talk a little bit about Julia, Julius and his personality? Well, he thinks he's the king of the barnyard. He's the tiniest... Isn't he the tiniest thing? He's the tiniest thing out there. Except for Julia. Julia's... Well, except for Julia. She's, she's even a, smaller than him. She's the size of a large city pigeon. She yeah, really is. Yeah, about that. A little chunkier, but still. But roosters just have that demeanor about them that they think they run the show. And that's what he does. He sort of uh, paces around and he makes sure everything's going right in the barnyard. And whether it's a, a big fat duck or whether it's a chicken that's twice his size, he thinks he's the boss of them. And he just kind of, he'll call them over if food is put down. He calls them over to eat. But he's kind of silly enough that if food is put right by him, he calls them over and they end up eating his food. Yeah, what right? happens? Yeah, what happens is I'll put some treat down that he likes, like cooked corn. He thinks he's got to call him, and he will sit and crow about it. And while he's crowing about it, the food disappears. Some of our ducks, who are real hogs, which will, is most of them, they'll trot over there and they'll vacuum it up right under his nose. Right? He's wondering he ever gets anything uh -huh. to eat. But it's so funny to see him out in the pen strutting around whenever he sees a hen doing something he has to walk up to her and lecture her on it like he's the boss yeah. they don't pay any do you think they pay any attention to him at all uh-uh he does this funny you ever seen that little thing he does with his leg he does this little prancing i thing. haven't seen the prancing very funny i don't know what it means so he just prances in front of the Pranny females turn, just a little half turn like almost like what the a cat, turkey display what franny does with it will half turn with the leg up thing. you think it's like a turkey that displays or something yeah i think it might be a little show-off thing knowing him it's something to try to show he's uh, beautiful yep well we are at the midway part of our show already would you already yes we are so um i'm gonna uh take a break uh you are listening to what were you thinking and then i'm gonna a... tell what julia did with the little bird cage oh okay okay so we will be right back after this word from our sponsors 
What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code THINKING, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash what, W-H-A-T, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code WHAT, W-H-A-T, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know, racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com? Hey, aren't those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code WHAT10, W-H-A-T, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot. I need time, I need love, I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. 
Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Welcome back to What Were You Thinking with Bob and Linda Tart. And we were talking about Julia and Julius, our little Columbia Rock Rooster and everybody hen. loves them. They're so cute. Oh, everybody loves them. And this, have this, you got pictures of them on the website? I'll, I'll put them up. And I have to take new ones because I only have pictures when they were little. Before they, you know, when they didn't, he didn't look much like a rooster then. Really? Nope, not compared to now. Oh. So anyway, this is our Halloween show, and we're going to have a, uh, a pretty good Halloween story in a minute. But uh, what did you want to say about uh, Julia? And well, the anyway, cage? I'm always doing head counts out there. I have to make sure somebody hasn't disappeared out a door or something has happened to somebody. So I'm always going around and looking and making a, where, where's this one? Where's that one? You know, are, are, they, are they sitting when they shouldn't be sitting too long? I worry about the hens sometimes because they will get into this broody sitting mode and they, they will sit way too long. If you don't keep an eye on them, they will, they don't eat good and they don't drink as much as they should when they are in that mode. So you want to make sure you keep an eye on them, make them get up and go eat and this sort of thing. So I'm always looking after them. And uh, anyway, I was out there. I didn't see little Julia one day. And um, it was shortly after the time when the barn guy had been out there cleaning. And I just, I'm nervous sometimes that they get out the door or something while he's dragging the pool with a used straw out. And I thought, oh dear, maybe she got out. So I was looking all over the barn. Couldn't find her, couldn't find her, couldn't find her. Well, finally I found her. She's, there's this trough there that has straw in it that previously was empty, but then um, they we had one chicken that wouldn't quit sitting there constantly on these eggs, so we laid stuff in that trough. And the thing that we laid in the trough was these old bird cages. And in that trough, she was in that trough, and somehow or other, the bird cage, this upright bird cage, got turned over on her, and she was sitting upright in this bird cage, who knows how long she had been there? She well, not, not more than overnight. Not more, I'm probably sorry. not even that. But just the idea that how in the world did she get in this? And she was just quietly sitting on an egg. And she's so usually she's, it's not even her egg, who, which right. are little tiny, teensy, tiny looking like pigeon eggs. It was, I think, it was a bigger egg. But there she sat, happy as a clam. How in the world did she get in that bird cage? And I was so happy to find her. It was kind of a large cage with a dome top. But just the idea that. What if I hadn't found her? We probably would have found her before the end of the day. But this is the kind of stuff you run into when you have a bunch of animals. It's just funny incidents. And it's also I was just glad she was okay. She just went running off. She was all right. 
It's also the kind of stuff that seems to happen to us all the time. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, who knows. That gives you an idea how small she is, though, because that is a parakeet cage that she was in. Was it? Yeah, and so if you know what the uh, size of a door, it's a little bit larger than the door in a typical parakeet cage, but not much larger, and she was able to go right I in I don't there. think she went in the door. I think somehow she pushed it, and it fell over on her. Oh. I mean, I think. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I think we should tell our Halloween story so that we have time, and then we will get into the other stuff, because that okay. doesn't take too long, All right. no. but I don't want to leave it off. All right. So I'll start it off, and that is that um, this was about a month ago, and we still had our um, baby cedar wax wings. We had one or two left outside, and um, uh, Linda raised and released them, and then what happens is they keep coming back to eat uh, chopped fruit so um, and mealworms meal so although we don't chop the mealworms so no. it was um, uh, early in the morning um, on a Sunday I think and um, I was up in the kitchen and I was cutting up grapes and Linda just got up I just got up and she uh, opened the basement door because Franny usually um, or often sleeps in the basement, so go ahead and say what I happened. I don't know if I was going down there to no, get No, you were opening it up to, I think you were opening it up. To you let usually Franny checked, up? Yeah, because you knew Franny had spent the night in the basement. Whatever, I had that door open for something, and there was, it uh, looked like Maynard running down the steps, and and I said, oh, what's, what's Maynard doing down there? And yeah, what you said to me exactly, you said one came up and one went down. That's right. what you said. Right, Franny came up, and then what looked like Maynard went down. And I and said, then what is it you said? I said, get down there immediately. And you probably thought I was crazy. You didn't know why I would say that. I said, quick, go down there. So you ran down the basement, not knowing why I was so excited. And I quickly ran into the back room to check. And in the back room, Maynard and Tina were still in the back room. See, he knew that he they were not out of their back room yet. They sleep in the back room I with went the door up, shut. I went upstairs, and um, Agnes was still upstairs. So basically... All of our cats were accounted Lucy, for. Lucy, who's also big and gray, was right there in the living room. So that means that all of our cats were accounted for. And I said, are you sure you saw a cat go downstairs? No, there's a big gray cat that looks something like Lucy or Maynard running down those steps. And you didn't just it hear just it. It just kind of like... You didn't just see it. And there was this thump, thump, like when you go down steps, when an animal runs down, so it kind of thump, 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 thump down the steps. So I was really surprised by that. Uh, I didn't know what to think. I mean, you don't, you just don't imagine something like that, it, especially with that sound. So we looked all over the basement. We didn't figure there'd be any way that a stray cat would have gotten in because Franny wouldn't have tolerated it. Well, the other it. cats would have known about it. Oh, they'd be at the there's, door all the time. They, there's no water down there for them to drink or anything. So it's just a few days later that I went to the basement door. I, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't um, paying a lot of attention. I opened the basement door. And there was Maynard, right near the top of the stairs. So I opened the door, Maynard came upstairs, and then another dark cat that was right behind him ran down the stairs and turned right. And that's what happened before. And I thought to myself, is that, that can't be Franny. And I called for Franny. Now remember, this cat turned right at the base of the stairs. I called for Franny, and immediately she ran up from the left of the stairs. And of course, as soon as I saw her, it dawned on me that Franny is mostly white with black on her, and this cat that I saw go down the stairs was not a white cat. Yeah, big and, gray cat. And I didn't just see the cat, I also heard it. Heard the same sound that I heard. Well, I didn't know it was the same until I talked to Linda about it, and I said, this cat that I heard, it didn't go down the stairs rhythmically. It no. went down, da-dum, 
da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. That's exactly how it did with me. So I ran downstairs and looked all over. And again, if we had another cat in our basement, our cats... We'd know about we it. We would know about it. Because when we first took in Franny, our other cats were right at the... We kept her on the porch before, you know, she was tested for feline leukemia. Our cats were all stirred up. They were oh, at the yeah. door. Oh, yeah. And um, they would they not... They smell the cat. They hear it. Yeah, and if we had a cat living in our basement, it would have to have food. It would be using the litter box or not using the litter box. It, exactly. And we would know about it. That's right. So it's very spooky. It seemed like we had a ghost cat. We got cat. a ghost cat. We have not seen it since then or heard it since then. Nope. But um, it isn't the first time because in Foul Weather, my uh, second book, I have a story there about seeing a black cat in the basement that wasn't there twice. And I won't go into that now, but uh, if you pick up a copy of Foul Weather, you'll read about it. I don't know if I particularly believe in ghosts. I, I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent or agnostic Never about it. Seen a person I mean, well, I don't know if we're particularly credible people, but I'm just telling you what we saw and heard. Did see it. And it's a cat that shouldn't be there. That was, was it? twice in our basement. No sign of it since then. We've never had one that passed away that looked like that. Have no. We? We, no, we, we, we have didn't not. have a big gray cat that's passed away. No. No, we did not. So it's not our cat. Why doesn't he go live at whoever house where he lived in life? Yep. So anyway, that's our Halloween story. And, we got uh, a ghost cat in the house. Yeah, let us know what you think about that. Uh, email me at bob at petliferadio.com. And again, look me up on Facebook and also uh, check out my website. How can I forget my website? bobtart.com. Okay, you had something else you wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, we got away on a little trip a few weeks ago. Would it be three weeks ago? Two. Two, was it two weeks ago? Anyway, just for three days. But we saw a couple zoos, and we got to go to Lake Michigan to the shoreline. It got to, just it was just nice getting away. From yeah, we live in West Michigan, and so we only drove about two hours, two yeah. hours south of where we Me live. Me and my bad back, we can't go too far. But one really neat thing is we got to see the grandson, uh, the great grandson of Sitting Bull by accident in this. Potawatomi History Museum, where we were. He just happened to be there. That right? was in Niles, Michigan. Niles, Michigan. Is that the just, Fort St. Joseph Indian Museum? Something like that. It's called the Potawatomi Museum, wasn't okay. it? Whatever. Okay. We just walked in, and we thought we'd just see the stuff. And a lady met us. Didn't she meet us at the door? Somewhere near she the door. She was sitting at the door. She said, um, you know, are you here to see the special Are you here to see there? Ernie, she said. Yeah, I and know. I thought maybe well, Bert and Ernie were there. Something. And she said... Well, you're in luck because the great-grandson of Sitting Bull is here today. We got a, He had written a book about his uh, great-grandfather, legends, his family legends. about. Well, it's supposed Sitting, to be the true story. The true story from of the Sitting Bull from the Indian point of view. So got to meet him, see him. He looked like a genuine Indian with black braids and had the, everything about him. was Probably what Sitting Bull would have looked like today, just a neat guy signed the book and he signed it in something that Bob didn't understand the word. He sent me back up there to see what that word meant and it meant friend in, in their language. Kawa or something like that, right? And it started with a K. And I, but anyway, it meant friend and he wanted to be the friend to everyone. He's a very nice man. And there was uh, drawings in the glass case from City Bowl from when he was in prison. He drew pictures of the battles and him on the horse uh, and that was really neat. And um, he told a story about braids, a little joke about braids. He said, well, in the Indian... Because my wife had... Linda has I got braids. braids. I got braids. 
And uh, uh, he's well, the Indian legend is the men wear their hair over their ears, their braids over their ears, and the women wear their hair braids behind their ears so they can hear more the gossip and things going on. And they can hear the gossip better with the braids behind their ears. Yeah, with their, their braids ears. behind their ears. And I said, I said, well, I wear my braids over my ears to keep the mosquitoes out, and he liked that. But at any rate, it was a nice trip. It was beautiful weather all three days. I always wring my hands for fear it's going to be bad weather. It was beautiful weather all three days. It was just really nice. So anyway, I, like, I wrote this little poem. Bob hasn't heard this before. I just wrote it this morning. So it's called The Getaway Time. Upon a trip, we went away three days for sights and play. No more cooking, cleaning, and chores. No dumping pools and slamming barn doors. <laughs> Goodbye to honking geese. Farewell to quacking duck. Ear-splitting birds, the royalty-seating cats, all were out of luck. Having not their servant friends to answer their every call, but back we came with open arms and glad to see them all. Oh, very good. <laughs> that's, that's very good. It was very nice to get away. And, it was. Uh, uh, it makes was, you appreciate them more when you go away for a while. Yeah, you can you can hear the they birds. They somehow and, lived without having us waiting on them hand and foot. Yeah, and you can hear the noise level in this room, and that's nothing, right? This is nothing. No. This isn't no, noisy Jesse's at No, Jesse's not having one of his fits now, and neither is Bella. Yeah, so uh, this is pretty quiet, and I guess we did welcome them with open arms. Yeah, it's always you know, more relaxed when you come back. Yep, yep. So, um... That's probably about all we have time for. I think we'll save the story of the um, sighting on the island for the next show, okay? Because uh, Linda saw some... I don't want to rush oh, through yeah. it because that's a good story. Yeah. and That'll give us an excuse to do another podcast maybe next week because we'll be able to think of other topics. We always can. Just before we started the show, when I was looking out our dining room window, I don't know where you folks live, but in the fall here, there's so many trees in Michigan. Our backyard and the field and the woods is just full of trees. And a wind picked up and started blowing those leaves like madly through the air. I, it just, I think that is the, just the most beautiful sight in fall. One of the things I love the best about fall. It looks like birds flying through the air. I love it. And I think the thing I like the best is when we walk through the woods, that there's now a carpet in certain parts of the path. There's a carpet of fallen leaves. And it's just so pretty because there are all these different colored leaves mm -hmm. on the ground. Makes and it's, a design. It's really gorgeous. So that's it for uh, this week's episode. Happy or for this Halloween episode. and happy fall. Yep. And uh, thanks so much to uh, Linda. And thanks, uh, to thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for uh, suffering through another episode. Email me at bob at petliferadio.com. Let me know what you think of the show, what uh, you want to hear on it. and um, Come on the show. Come on the show if I can get my telephone interface working again. So uh, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.